Thanks for tuning in to the Movie Know-It-All podcast, part of the Know-It-All network. For our past listeners, thanks for following us as we make this transition. We have lots of things in store, so stay tuned and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're also launching Patreon with exclusive content like early access to brand new episodes, feature-length movie commentaries, and more, all for as little as $5 a month. If you're new here, be prepared for foul language, truth bombs, bad impersonations, and stuff you can't find anywhere else. Remember, other podcasts may know a lot, but we know it all. podcast here on the know-it-all network we are your hosts i am will and i'm bob and you don't want to get tangled up with a guy like me i'm a loner a rebel (laughs) oh my goodness deja vu to the nth level ladies and gentlemen because um that's one of my favorite jokes of this movie (laughs) right (laughs) i think i my personal favorite is like i'm not one for like stereotypes but God, I love, love Texas stereotypes. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're they're so fucking, like, at least in the 80s, they were so charming. Like, because, yeah. like, now you just think of, like, you know, violent sociopaths in wheelchairs. But, like, <laughs> like back then. Yeah, because like, we, yeah, we back then, Texans were, like, the friendliest people with yeah, the biggest hats. We were, and friendly, now, we were friendly bumpkins in our, in our country-sized yeah. state. And now we're xenophobic <laughs> assholes. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, in case you couldn't tell, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're, today we're going to be uh, today's a very special episode of the Moon Auto Podcast because we are going to be talking about a personal hero of mine and one of my first, uh, like I, I guess I guess uh, heroes of pop culture when I was a child. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Paul Rubens, also known as Pee Wee Herman. Uh, we're going to be talking about his first big feature film debut, uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, which, by the way, is uh, not a lot of people remember this, but it's part of a trilogy of movies. Yeah. And um, it, 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 it should have stayed at one, but I digress. Yeah. <laughs> I digress. Well, it should it have. It I, rep- I kind of say the same thing about Ernest. You know, there should have been maybe like three Ernest movies and you know, call it yeah. a day. I, th- there is at least two or three Ernest movies that I can watch unironically and enjoy. Right. Um, right. Uh, I, but the thing about Pee Wee is that he showed up, Paul Rubens and his character Pee Wee Herman showed up at the perfect time in the 80s. Yeah. Where you could come up with a character and it'll just take over the world. There was Pee Wee Herman. There was Alf. There Ninja was uh, Turtles. Ninja Turtles. But like, like you could you could come up with a show in prime time. Yeah. And and have you know there was uh, Gremlins, uh, the Muppets was you a really, big thing. You the really were allowed, like the eighties really let you go nuts. Yeah. Like I I remember that very vividly about about the the late eighties and the and the early nineties. Boy, they let you get nuts. Like. They really did. Imagine somebody fucking hiring a guy like Tim Burton now. 
Well, see, that's the thing, man. It, it's it's there was such a narrow uh, road to go down when it yeah. came to pop culture relevance, right? Yeah. Like yeah. nowadays, you could just jump on the internet and and you know start a podcast or something like that, you know, <laughs> <laughs> or 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 make videos on YouTube and or or TikTok. You know, showing my age, YouTube. Nobody uses YouTube anymore. Uh, it's all TikTok. I said we were going to be on stupidvideos.com. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but, uh, but back then, man, like, you had to you had to have been uh, a specific type of special, unique character. And, yeah. man, did Paul Rubens just grab that and run with it, man, because there, there was a time where – Nobody knew who Paul Rubens was, but yeah. everybody knew who Pee Wee Herman was. Right. So, I didn't know his name was Paul Rubens until uh, Buffy. Until Buffy, exactly. Me too. Me too. Exactly, dude. Because I remember uh, this is this is like after the the, the Pee Wee craze that kind of died down, and, and Paul Rubens had had kind of because he started his career uh, doing like the one man show and stuff, and and coming mm-hmm. out in small cameos in different movies like the Cheech and Chong movies and stuff. Yeah, and then Pee Wee hit, and then after Pee Wee stopped, uh, um, or like after it died down a little bit, he went back to doing smaller roles and you know stuff as himself. Mm. And uh, our neighbor at the time had rented uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer because they were a fan of Paul Rubens. Mm. I'm like, who's Paul Rubens? Like Pee Wee Herman. And then I saw him in that movie. I'm like, that's not Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, he's funny. But that's how Pee Wee Herman. I I didn't notice it until my mom pointed it out. Like, so, and that's just like it took her. It, like, we went to go see that in theaters. I remember that very vividly. Like, mom really wanted to go see that. She thought that was like the the name Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Like, he really such like, a great she, premise. Yeah, and like I think the other the other thing was, and I don't know why, I don't know what it meant. It was an inside joke between her and my dad. Uh-huh. Like neither one of them ever let me in on. So I guess <laughs> before I was like born, whatever. But my dad used to call my mom Buffy, mm-hmm. and like she would laugh about it. She'd be like, "Shut up, stupid." <laughs> so like I never knew what it was about. But like he would call her Buffy. So the idea of a movie called Buffy the Vampire Slayer, like she thought that was fucking funny. And then we went to see it. And then she told me that that was Pee Wee Herman. Like we were eating, and she was like, "You know that guy was Pee," because I was telling her that the part, the ooh, ah, <laughs> like yeah. I was still laughing about it because like that was the first time I think that I got like I felt a universal laugh in the yeah. theater. Like there was a, the the theater was like pretty packed. We went on a on a Sunday, like uh-huh. after it came out, and we went we went like in the morning, like when I say morning, I mean like after church, so like noon. Yeah. And we didn't know that everybody just goes to the movies after church sometimes. Yeah. And like everybody fucking filed in to go see Buffy. And we were like, oh shit. <laughs> but like that was the first time that like the whole audience was like that I ever experienced the audience just falling apart with laughter. I bet you that was the only time that audience laughed there in that movie. Ho! No, like the, <laughs> it, I mean, it was the 90s. And that was, it, for some reason, like Joss Whedon really like, he understood 90s like really well. Mm. Like, yeah. I guess he, he really was part of that Valley Girl culture, I guess. So, I like, guess. he must have anyway, because he doesn't seem to fucking know how to write superhero movies anymore. But anyway. <laughs> he doesn't know so, how to treat people anymore. Yeah, no so, shit. Oh, way to but, go. But, but uh, anyway. Yeah. And, like, I remember we bought it on VHS, and she, she had told me that day, like, 
yeah, that was that was Pee Wee Herman. And I was like, no, it wasn't. And like, there was no internet. So for like four, four, like three, four months, it's just me and her. Yeah, like arguing about it. And then I started watching it, and I'm like, there is that's not him. Like that's yeah. that's not him at all. You know, and, you know the, the 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 moment that I recognized that it was him. Which one? When the the scene where he goes, he took my arm, mm. kill him a lot. I was literally <laughs> gonna say that. Yeah, that was that was mine. Yeah. At the moment where he goes, kill him a lot. I'm like, that's Pee-wee <laughs> fucking Herman. That's Pee-wee Herman, yeah. <laughs> like, I did not see it until that, that moment. Look, that look that he gave when he said, kill him a lot. He, he, he gave he gives the same look to Francis and shit. <laughs> like, when he's trying yeah. to drown him. Like. Yeah. So, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, which opened the doors. Which, I, I want to say, at the time, it changed modern cinema. Because yeah. that movie led to the career for, for Paul Rubens. It led to a career for Tim Burton, for Danny Elfman. Yeah. Uh, for a lot of different people, man. And the believe it or not, that movie also was co-written by Phil Hartman. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I saw that. Who has a small cameo in the movie at the end of the movie. Yeah, at the end of the movie. Uh, reporter. But... 95% of it, this I want to say is, is Paul Rubin's idea. Um, he said he said that when he came up with the character, he was basically just wanted to do an adult children's show. Yeah. Like a, like a, a children's show done through the eyes or like with adult humor, mm-hmm. you know? And if you watch the uh, his, his one man show on, on stage and stuff, it's very adult. Yeah, but oh, it's yeah. also very innocent. Like you could tell, the way he did it, you you would you would you would tell that it was a child doing yeah. this because he's so, like, so good at it. I remember when he showed up on MTV. Mm-hmm. I think it was the the movie awards or the music video awards. I'm not sure which one it was. Uh-huh. But he came out dressed to the nines in Pee Wee Herman, like yeah. all Pee Wee Herman outfit, and this was, I think. Three months after he got caught in that theater? Yeah. Or should I say after they set him up in that theater? Like, I'm not saying... That's well, just was... like... You know what, dude? That's just like going to a restaurant and arresting somebody for eating. I agree. That's... that's that's <laughs> Yeah. Like, that, for, to me, going to a, a porno theater and jerking off, it's the, same, it's, it's the same expectations as taking a small child to the grocery store. No, yeah. I'm not going to buy that. You don't need <laughs> it. You don't even know what it is. <laughs> like, that's that's, that's the crime to me. I'm like, bro, like, what did you expect him to do in a pop-up theater? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but whatever. Either way, he comes out and he walks on stage and people are, like, laughing. Yeah. Like, laughing because it's like, holy shit, dude. Like, he's in Pee Wee Herman gear. And, like, does he go like that to the theater? Like, somebody's going to recognize him. <laughs> and, like... He just stands there and he's smiling like Pee Wee. He's taking it in. Like he's, he's taking it he's, all. Yeah, like he's they're feeding him. And just like as soon as the crowd starts to die down their laughter a little bit, like enough for the microphone to realize the volume's going down. Mm. He goes, Heard any good jokes lately? <laughs> and like, holy shit, does everybody explode? Which like, by the way. Like he he just came up with on the spot. He had this whole prepared speech to talk, yeah. and he said like he's like no, 
like that's not gonna work. I I gotta say this, and he said that yeah. immediately. Everybody just started laughing, and he was forgiven for mm-hmm. all his transgressions because well, that's at, how great of a comedian he was at that time. And it, it's it's hard to like really think about it because this was like right before my time. Like this is right before I understood. I didn't know that those places existed. Like I thought that was. How fucking- do you think I found out those places existed? Yeah. I'm like they make those. Yeah, it's one of those like how fucking weird. But then like I found out there was there used to be just like a thing, and some people like didn't like the idea of watching porno at home. They're like, come on, dude, my family's there. Like come, like come on, dude, I got portraits of Jesus there. My mother's <laughs> ashes are in the living room. That's the only place I got a TV. <laughs> oh, like. There's a whole bunch of reasons. And people were like, nah, dude, I'd rather just jerk off in the theater. Like, that was just normal. Yep. Like, and, but it's, it's super weird to think that, like, for kind of like a hundred years prior to that, like, that's how people would do it. They'd go to, the, like, the silent theaters or they'd go to watch the peep shows. <laughs> Those little like, Nickelodeon machines? Yeah, the little Nickelodeon machines, the dime magazines. Like, these were all fucking ways you'd get your porno back then. Mm-hmm. And, like, we forget that the advent of, like, home video was very short-lived because as soon as internet came out, we all threw away our VCRs. Like, <laughs> no one cared anymore. Yeah. And I guess he was just one of those dudes who, like, fuck it, dude, I'm, I, I got, like, my mom's ashes in the living room. I'm going, I'm fucking going. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Yeah. So, and, and, and I, it really, it really messed, messed up a good thing when that happened. But at the same time, it allowed him to go away yeah. and come back even better. Like, you know. Yeah, big time. The the fact that he was like, like, like everybody forgot he was a really good actor. Oh, like, yeah. Like, he was a talent. And like, yeah. doing shit like, like, blow. Like, holy hell, man. That like, was, was such, that I, I freaking loved him in that movie. He's incredible. I, lo- I, I mean, the fact that he played Penguin's dad in two separate uh projects two universes right <laughs> yeah you know and um like he he was freaking hilarious in the uh uh in the Cheech and Chong movies yeah um uh, but he will always be known and i think he was totally cool with the fact that he will forever be known as Pee Wee Herman because yeah, i think he wanted that he because, he into it he cared very much about that character yeah, because like with everything that he ever did, he always came back to Pee Wee. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't because he needed it or he needed to go back to the well. It was because I think he genuinely loved that character. Mm-hmm. And he genuinely cared that uh, that everybody also loved that character. And yeah. what happens with what happens with this movie is that you could see the love and the care that went into Basically introducing the world to Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. And it worked. The first thing that happens in this movie is you're introduced to Pee Wee Herman, the character. Mm -hmm. And you you get everything you need to know about him through his morning routine. He eats cereal with a fork. Like a child does. Yeah, like a child. Like like my daughter does that. My daughter does that. She eats her cereal with a fork because she doesn't like the milk with her cereal. <laughs> you know? But That's amazing. 
But yeah, dude, but like he's got this Rune Goldberg uh, uh, breakfast machine going on, which like that's like a like a like a Marx Brothers type thing, isn't it? Or like yeah, a Three Stooges course. type. That's yeah, that's like an old Three Stooges or even Abbott and Costello. Yeah, you know, like the Rune Goldberg goes back like, <sighs> and the style and the style and the music that that goes on in these like it's all tim burton dun, 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 it's, it's all uh, danny elfman music yeah hardcore it, like, it's it's peak danny elfman like there, there, this was this was danny elfman not trying to add a theme to what he's doing not a christmasy theme not a batman theme it's circus like, it's circus yeah, music it's circus music like he just went nuts it's very for okay God, I feel like such a pretentious weenie saying this, but it's very <laughs> Oingo. It's very Oingo Boingo. Well, yeah, and, and but he's he's the singer for Oingo Boingo. Yeah, and like and, you can you just hear that that crazy carnival music. Mm-hmm. And um, when when he's when he's done and he takes that that one little bite, and, and there, there's this great joke where um, he steps on the scale, and the scale says ninety eight pounds. Yeah. <laughs> The ninety-eight pound weakling joke, yeah. And then he, and then this little card comes out that says, "Do not go outside the house today," which is like so ominous, just so <laughs> apropos to what happens for the rest of the yeah, movie. Like it, it's it's because there are there are several scenes in this movie that legitimately scared me as a child. Yeah. Like this, oh yeah, this is a very intense, uh, intense children's movie, and it's first and foremost a children's movie. Yeah. Let's just get that out of the way. It's a but, straight up kids movie. But, but like, again, there are scenes like they, where they treated us very differently when we were little. <laughs> yeah. You know, they didn't talk down to us, especially this yeah. movie. Yeah. And that Twice, scene, that little right. thing that says, do not go outside the house today, mm-hmm. for some reason freaked me out. You know? <laughs> and then you yeah. see him, you see him interact with his neighbor where he's like, I'm gonna water my lawn now. And his neighbor's like, okay, you know? Yeah. This is a world where he is an eccentric child in a man's body and yeah. everybody accepts him and everybody loves him. Yeah. Like oh. everybody just accepts that he's like that. Everyone yeah. but Francis. Francis. Even Francis admires him and he loves his bike, right? That's true, right? Yeah, even the, even Francis likes him. And Francis is another child uh, trapped in an adult's body. Yeah. You know? Uh, oh, what's the name of the actor? Mark something. I, I forget his name. This uh, guy, this guy yeah. has come out in so many movies. In Leprechaun, like, bro. I, he was in Leprechaun. He was in Teen Wolf. Uh, he was in a bunch of movies, man. Excuse me. And uh, he, he also played John Wayne Gacy. Yeah, very well, by the way. Very well. Yeah. He was nominated for a Golden Globe, if I'm not mistaken. Was it? I movie. believe it. Like, he was a very but, good, creepy but, Gacy. He's still he's still working to this day, and he's still a great actor, and he's still got it, man. But in this movie, he plays another childlike adult, and their interaction in this movie <laughs> is so it's hilarious. Childish. <laughs> he, I love the whole up, thing. He though. keeps up with with Paul Rubens very well. <laughs> yeah, he does. I was like, he's, <laughs> he's he is very much another like. Pee Wee Herman, like yeah, exactly, <laughs> like he's the Nega Duck to Pee Wee's Darkwing, like <laughs> yeah, he is. It's so weird, like, and there's just something so the way they play it, it's super bizarre because they're playing essentially the same dorkish character, mm-hmm. but like one of them's a jerk and the other one's Pee Wee, and like 
they have such a um <laughs> like just such a bizarre dynamic like when he tells him like my father because it's my birthday and my father said i could have anything i want like good for you so guess <laughs> what i you asked and your for father yeah like good for you and your father like so what'd you ask for what do you think i asked for a new brain <laughs> like yeah you dummy and like to like I, I like your bike and peewee just dramatically throws himself on the floor yeah. and laughs like it's the funniest fucking thing ever like this kid's dad buys him whatever he wants yeah and he can't get this bike away from peewee he herman. can ask any price yeah any and price like, and peewee herman is just not going to sell him this bike yeah and it drives him nuts and when he goes Come on, Pee-wee. Remember the first time we met, I ran outside my house to tell you how much I liked your bike? I liked it back I even liked it back then. Yeah, I love that, that story. story. <laughs> <laughs> no, but 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 like they go through this whole tirade of insults that every single kid in the 80s did um, in the schoolyard. Where he's so, like, where he's like, I know you are, but what am I? He's like, why don't you make me? I don't make monkeys, I just train them. <laughs> Bro. Oh, Pee-wee, listen to reason. I, I'm I, listening I, to reason. <laughs> I can remember being like, I watched this movie when I was like five. Because yeah. like after I watched, my knowledge of Tim Burton was only uh, Beetlejuice and Batman. And I saw, and I went to uh, rent a movie. I saw his name over Pee-wee's Big Adventure. And I fucking already liked Pee-wee. Mm-hmm. And like, so I, I, re- I rented the movie. And like, I can remember being, it had to have been five. And like that scene, I know you are, but what am I? Like as a five-year-old, just, oh, yeah, it's infallible. <laughs> like, dude, like I felt the same way I felt when I discovered rap music, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I'm not supposed to be watching this. The first time I watched HBO Snaps. <laughs> yeah. You're the only the dirty dozens. You're the only motherfucker that would remember that, dude. I know that. I remember that. Like dude. HBO doesn't remember snaps. Like, <laughs> I remember that, dude. Oh, so, so nuts. So we're introduced to um, his amazing Schwinn. It's like a 1950s style Schwinn bike. Yeah, dude. It made him. It brought him back in style. Big time. You like, know, people want people wanted Schwinns after that after that movie. Yeah, and those are like, and those are like the the, like the choppers of bicycles. You know, like they're yeah. big, they're heavy. You can't do shit with them, but they look nice. They look cool. Yeah, like, they always they they always looked cool. Yeah, and if you crash them, they're gonna mess up big time. Big time. <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't get a flat tire. You get a broken yeah. tire. So um, he goes he goes to the mall and. Like I'm, I'm just like going through the plot of the movie because there's so much to freaking talk about. Bro, I was like, what? But the the, the plot is he loses his bike. That's no, the plot. But, Everything but else wanna, is absurd. I want to get to one of my favorite scenes of the movie. Oh hell yeah! E.G. Daly. Yeah, dude. E.G. She was known as Elizabeth Daly back then, but God, she is so cute in this movie. She she has had such a. Uh... Such a thorough career as a voice actress. Like, as 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 talented as she is as an on-screen actress, and I will yeah. always say this because um, this is the first movie I saw her in, and then she came out in Dutch, and she was hilarious in Dutch. Oh uh, yeah, she was she was in a bunch. She was in Valley Girl, uh, and but her 
her uh, uh, vocal career and her singing career and like the amount of franchises she's involved in yeah is is just immense and yeah. the amount and and this just goes to show you the amount of talent that they had on in this movie mm-hmm. you know on screen yeah uh, big time <clears throat> the actor who played um uh, francis who's an amazing actor uh eg daly who who played uh, uh um dotty mm-hmm. was an amazing actor uh freaking everybody who he runs into on his trip all amazing actors in their own right. All incredible careers. After Every, this movie. Everybody, everybody's every taking single a, person, including the little kid, swim. including the little kid in the show where he finds his bike at the end of the movie. Oh, you know? Jason Hervey. Jason Hervey. You know, <laughs> even the little kid who had two minutes of screen time. <laughs> you know that Jason Hervey's the production partner of of uh, WWE. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, well, wasn't wasn't he on the, like ECW for a while? Like he was like the one of the one of the main investors or something like that. Yeah, he was an investor in it, but like yeah. now he's he's one of the producers with Vince McMahon. He's been is, he's been in the wrestling bit. He's been like a big head on show in the yeah, wrestling yeah. since like the ni- late nineties. Yeah, because I remember I remember uh, remember that show Hogan Knows Best. Yeah, he was in a couple of episodes of that show yeah. where he was you know trying to get Hogan to. Uh, to lend his name to a product or something because they're like, yeah. hey, George Foreman's pretty big. Yeah. Uh, let's get your name on something, you know? <laughs> it's it's fucking wacky, but like, yeah, dude, they 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 have like everybody in here, like everybody swung for the fence. Yeah. Like everybody swung for the fence. And like every time the camera was on you and Tim Burton was like, and action, like yeah. they they threw their best at the screen. Speaking like, of on the screen, did you catch Tim Burton's cameo? Which one was he? Okay, so there is a scene where he's oh, Pee Wee Herman is looking for his bike and he's running down an alley or he's walking down an alley and it's raining and these punks come up to him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, we don't, what, what does he say? We don't take kindly to strangers around here. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, Tim yeah. Burton. Oh, no shit. I didn't That's recognize Tim Burton, him. yep. <laughs> Pee Wee goes. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, when he hisses at him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> originally originally there was supposed to be a scene where like he uh he does this like karate uh scene where like he beats everybody up like mm. spider-man yeah <laughs> but they thought it'd be funny if he funnier if he just hisses and everybody runs away which yeah, it was it was <laughs> yeah. i was way fu- i was way funnier and i imagine a lot cheaper than hiring a stunt choreographer uh, choreogra- so keep in mind this movie cost four million dollars to make mm-hmm. four million oh, dollars get- to make Every red cent's on screen. Yeah. Every, every, every red, red cent is, on is in the house. Yeah. In that house. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know? boy, you see it. You see, I, I, yeah. When you said four million, I was like, are you sure? Is that it? Uh, yeah. Like, even that's back it. then. Yep. Like, even, even without, like, inflation, like, back then, that's, fuck, that's a lot of money. And I'll tell you one thing, man. 95% of the cast, who were all friends of Paul Rubens, by the way, mm. like, yeah, they all could... did this as a favor to him. Yeah, it you felt know? like that. You know, and and to 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 the day he passed away, nobody has ever said anything bad about Paul Rubens. Yeah, like he was loved by everybody, man. Yeah, and uh, and, and and I believe it. I believe it wholeheartedly because um, there were times where, like, certain people would just you know quit or 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 give up on their on their creation, but not mm-hmm. Paul Rubens, man. 
he yeah. stuck with it and he got all the all the the success that he deserved man and and everything so what we're gonna do right now ladies and gentlemen is we're gonna take a real quick break and when we come back uh we're gonna talk about some of the highlights of this movie and man there's a lot so we got a lot to get through so uh uh we're gonna take a real quick break right now and uh, we'll be right back here on the moon it all podcast here on the know it all network we'll be right back Hey, Know-It-All Ned here. Thanks for tuning in to the Movie Know-It-All Podcast, part of the Know-It-All Network. For our past listeners, thanks for following us as we make this transition. We have lots of things in store, so stay tuned. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are also launching Patreon with exclusive content like early access to brand new episodes, feature-length movie commentaries, and more. All for as little as $5 a month. If you're new here, be prepared for foul language, truth bombs, bad impersonations, and stuff you literally can't find anywhere else. Remember, other podcasts may know a lot, but we know it all. my birthday and my father said I can have anything I want. Good for you and your father. So guess what I want? A new brig. No, your bike. (laughs) What's so funny, Pee Wee? It's not for sale, Francis. My father says everything's negotiable. Pee-wee. I wouldn't sell my bike for all the money in the world. Not for a hundred billion million trillion dollars. Then you're crazy. I know you are, but what am I? You're a nerd. I know you are, but what am I? You're an idiot. I know you are, but what am I? 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 Infinity. No, I'm not. You are. No way. Knock it off. Cut it out. Oh, shut up, Why don't you make me? Why don't you make me? Because I don't make monkeys. I just train them. Oh, Pee-wee, listen to reason. Come on. I'm listening to reason. Pee-wee. That's my name. Don't wear it out. Remember the first time I saw your bike? You were riding past my house, and I came running out to tell you how much I liked it even way back then? I love that story. You'll be sorry, Pee-wee Herman. <laughs> Every child in the '80s was talking like that. God, dude, it was so it. It's so weird because like just hearing them, I'm like, ooh, flashbacks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you remember that? Like, I guess because it's been so long since I've, this, either of us have been kids. Like, but like, <laughs> yeah. holy shit, just hearing that, like, not not even looking at, just hearing it, is like, oh man, that's scary. That's scary, real. And and what's so crazy is that every single line in that in that scene 
is on the script. It yeah. was specifically written that way, you know? And that just goes to show you that they had a vision from the very beginning mm-hmm. of what this movie would be. And they deviated very little. And that's why yeah. uh, Paul Rubens picking uh, Tim Burton as a director was so important to, to yeah. the success of this movie. You had to have that cohesiveness between yeah. the star and the director in order for this to happen. Because yeah. very easily could have gone uh, very differently, especially when it has something so uh, over the top in terms of, of ideas. If yeah, something, there's, no, there's nothing it, you could really compare it to. Not really, no. Uh, like I said earlier, uh, one of the main inspirations for 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 this movie, uh, especially uh, in Paul Rubin's case, was like 1940s comedies. Yeah. You know, it's very much uh, like like uh, Abbott and Costello, those road to movies. Yeah, kind of like that. But um, and 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 it's very much a throwback uh, to that kind of comedy, that broad performance based comedy. There, there's there's not a lot of slapstick. Or visual gags in this movie. No, know? like, and it's so weird because a lot of like, I feel like really everybody just plays it straight except him. <laughs> yeah, which is know? why it's so fucking. It's it's very very reverse, like Naked Gun, mm-hmm. where like yeah. everybody else is doing silly shit and like Frank Drebin's like Leslie Nielsen is just playing it straight. Yeah, like the whole time. This one feels like it's it's backwards with Pee Wee. Like Pee Wee Herman doesn't play anything straight everybody around him does yeah and it's it makes it so fucking funny dude so one of the one of the the most famous scenes in this movie is when he gets to the alamo <laughs> now keep in mind uh, there, there there's there was a time when the alamo was considered like one of the most important historical landmarks in the country yeah uh to an extent it still is but it's kind of yeah. lost its luster because uh, as much as I love San Antonio, I used to live there. I love San Antonio. I love the downtown area. Um, it's not like that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, it's become very industrialized. It's become very it's it's not very historical. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's location, you know, yeah. it, it just it just seems like another artificial tourist trap to me. To me, it is. But it know? is, though, like San Antonio, but, San Antonio always felt that way to me because like. That was where, like, that's where my dad liked going on vacation. Yeah, me too. And, yeah, and we go on vacation a lot too. And it, it was one of those things where um, I can remember because, like, he was really proud. He had like descendants, like from from like his like our family descendants, like uh-huh. on his side, where mm-hmm. um, their names are in, in the 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 wall of the fallen on the Alamo. Oh, wow. And it was one of those things where I was like, wow, I used to be real proud of it. And then like you're doing research and you find out that a lot of guys from Scotland came this way to fight <laughs> yeah. the Alamo. Mm-hmm. And the only reason they showed up is because the Texans promised them free land and brown women. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh. there's a lot of that going on in during the Western sanction western expansion of the u.s during those years there was a lot of yeah so like that was one of those things where i was like huh like i don't know how i fucking feel about you guys like coming over here and taking my grandma as a wife against her (laughs) will you know what i mean like 
so glorification of of certain situations aside, mm-hmm. um, the beauty of this scene, and if if I ever if I ever teach a class on on uh, on improv or mm-hmm. acting or screenwriting, yeah, I will always refer to this scene for one reason and one reason only: Jan mm-hmm. freaking hooks. <laughs> There was it's so good, dude. This was supposed to be uh, a small role, like this is one of her first roles, mm-hmm. and like it was just supposed to be nothing. In fact, they they just used her for coverage originally. Yeah. Then you know how some directors are like, okay, we'll give you two where you stick directly to the script, and we'll give mm-hmm. you one to improvise. Yeah, yeah, for it, sure. During that one one shot where she was like. Okay, improvise. She took out a pack of gum. She stuck it in her mouth, and she started talking in a southern accent. <laughs> and she ad libbed that entire. Yeah, I was like, she's just making this up. Like, <laughs> this is Pedro and his wife Ame is like Ame. Everything, everything she made up on the spot. Oh, it's so she funny. She did so well that they abandoned the script and just left her stuff in there. And then at the end, where she takes out her gum and she starts speaking in a normal accent. Yeah. It's so genius. It really was. I want to watch an entire movie with just her. <laughs> just her going off, right? Yeah. Like, like, God, I bet it would be good. Like, sometimes you really can, like, excuse me, like, you strike gold. Yeah. With uh, a lot of actors doing stuff like that. Like, uh, I know, what's his name? Like, Seth Rogen and friends do it a lot. Yeah. And, like, not for nothing, like, you can have your opinions about them, but they're they're pretty fucking good at it. They're great. They really are. And, and yeah. they, they really take a lot from people like, like Jan Hooks. Yeah, because, uh, like, some people are real good. Yeah, at like Chevy Chase was really good like that. Chevy Chase yeah. is really good. Uh, Steve Martin's really good that right that way. Yeah. Um, let I mean, me see. I, uh, I know uh, Justin Long is real good at that. Dude, um, Richard Pryor was Richard Pryor was probably the fucking king of it. Yeah, yeah dude. Um, Rodney Dangerfield was really good at that. You know. God, man. Like just ad lib, ad libbing an entire scene where they're, they're like every single thing is a joke and it's just so funny. And then the, the other fact part- that he added the line, you were probably really something before electricity. <laughs> like, holy shit, what an insult. Like, I thought you want to earn $14 the hard way was fucked up. But telling, <laughs> telling a grown-ass woman you were probably really something before electricity. Like, that oh. is fucked up. Gee, if I ever had to wear a hat like this, I'd shoot myself. Oh, but it looks good on you, good though. On you, though. <laughs> Look at this hat. Used to be you get a free bowl of soup with a hat like that. Oh, it looks good on you though. <laughs> like, he's such a dick, dude. But like, add a couple more pockets, you'll have yourself a pool table. <laughs> that that makes for really good, like fucking, like some of those jokes really do like make history. Yeah, and like some like they really stick to you. Yeah, and like they don't ever really stop being funny. Like one of my favorite ones, and like. I had even, it, it's one of my favorite ones because when I found out it was ad-libbed, I was like, as a writer, that would piss me off. Yeah, yeah. Like, that would make me so fucking mad that this guy came up with something way funnier than the hour and a half I spent trying to figure out the perfect joke for that part. Yeah. And like, it's the scene in Parks and Rec 
yep. where Chris Pratt's on a computer and he's like, Leslie, I typed your symptoms into this thing. It says you may have network connectivity problems. <laughs> like, and I, and I, I remember hearing that was out of line. And I saw this thing where the, where the, I think he was, one of the writers was talking writer, about it. Yeah. He said yeah. he was super pissed off about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I get, that would make me fucking really mad. Cause it's like, not only is that fucking funny, it's way funnier than anything I would have come up with. <laughs> yeah. And like, it's, it's right there. It's right in front of you. It's an easy joke. <laughs> like, but like, you don't think about it. Like it, it says you may have network connectivity problems. Dude. And that's like, another one. That's another one that we never would have guessed would be that good at ad-libbing like that. Chris Pratt. Yeah. Chris, Chris Pratt is good at awesome at ad-libbing. That's why he's so good at Star-Lord. <laughs> you know, like right now he's pretending to be a giant asshole, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But that that whole Alamo scene led to one of the one of the the historic running jokes that every single yeah. person in, in San Antonio knows. There's no basement at the Alamo, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but Dude, like, that's that's one of my favorite things is because like maybe that's one of the reasons that I like the the Texas stereotypes. Yeah. In this one, because that was never funny to me. Like, mm-hmm. wasn't until I was an adult that that joke became funny because I was like, yeah. Everybody knows there's not a basement in the Alamo. Like, <laughs> no, they don't, you idiot. They no. don't indoctrinate. They don't indoctrinate people in 49 other states. I like, know. Like, no, like, you do, like, do, do you know the do you know the revolutionary history in I don't know Florida or or yeah, Iowa? Exactly, exactly right. <laughs> nah, no, I know, you don't. I know that the war is still going on between them and the Gators. Gators. <laughs> Yeah. Are they still are they still looking for the fountain of youth down there? (laughs) (laughs) I hear y'all are real close. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, um the they uh uh (laughs) we go we go from that to to one of the scariest scenes, and I'm skipping a lot here, but I'm kind of like just going through the highlights. Um the large Marge scene. The large Marge scene, dude. Which is embedded in every single child in the 80s memory, right? <laughs> that story was <laughs> so, so terrifying. It's so creepy. And then he gets down at the restaurant and he's like, well, large Marge sent me. freaks <laughs> <laughs> out. Nah, dude, like, I don't know if you caught, she doesn't blink. I caught that, yeah. Yeah, like just watching this again because I was like, man, I forgot about how much I like this scene. That yeah. scene used to creep me out. And um, uh, the clown's disassembling his bike. Oh, God, those dreams. Those like, dreams that he has. Bro, I used to know this girl, and I, God, I feel bad. I can't remember her name. Like, I knew her in elementary school. Mm-hmm. And, like, we weren't friends. We weren't even, like, enemies. Like, I wouldn't even say we were acquaintances, mm-hmm. but I can remember from like fourth grade to eighth grade, I remember telling these, like, I was talking to a friend of mine and I was saying that there was this movie that I was trying to remember. It turned out, and I hate that I, I don't know, I can't remember her name because I would love to look her up on Facebook just to rub it in her face. Yeah. We had this weird thing. I guess it was a running joke between us. And I was telling some friends of mine about the movie that turned out to be Clown House. The Victor mm-hmm. Salva movie. Yeah. And I, I, I remembered watching it and it was on um it was on channel forty four one day, but it was in English. 
and never said the name of the movie. And I was telling them about them. And I was asking them if they knew like what this movie was. And um, they were like, no, man. And this girl turns around. We were like in the library, I think. And she goes, you're thinking of Pee Wee's Playhouse. And everybody started <laughs> laughing. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's not Pee Wee's Playhouse. She's like, yeah, it's the same there's clowns and they, you know, they tear apart his bike. And I'm like, no, dude, it's a movie about these three clowns that break into this house and they're trying to kill three little brothers. She's like, I'm telling you, it's Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Like, she wouldn't stop. <laughs> and like, every time we kind of pass each other in the halls for like four years, she's like, it's Pee Wee's Big Adventure. And like, I never got to tell her, like, it's Clown House. That's what it's called. <laughs> like, it's Clown House, Clown House, damn you. Like, but I, I, I can, I like watching it again today. I'm like, I can see how you would make that mistake. Like, this isn't that much less creepy. Yeah. Like, this is still pretty fucking creepy. The dude who pulls the surgical mask down, and he has yeah. the clown lips like around him and shit. Yeah, like his whole face is regular except for the clown, the clown mask, the clown face on his on his mouth. You know. <clears throat> yeah, but, dude, it, it's like mad creepy. Like, did you know that that the guy who tells a story about Large Marge, uh, the the guy that tells the story is he shows up in uh, Beetlejuice as the the janitor in the Afterlife office or whatever. Was that him? Yeah, he's like he's like it's death for the dead. Yeah, that yeah, guy, that guy. I know, I recognize him from something. So apparently, so he's he's been typecast as you know the guy who tells the scary stories. <laughs> yeah. I guess so. later in life, but no, he, he had a, he had a very long. He was in Laser Blast. Remember Laser Blast? Wow. Yeah, but uh, but anyway, I had uh, I had Laser Blast on tape with some cartoon called Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs, dude. You would, would remember dinosaurs? Right? Yes, I know dinosaurs. Yeah, dude, they're freaking aliens that came down uh, with from another planet because they're they're using Earth as a as a sort of. Uh, Source for the resources, yeah, and they transform uh, into into uh, Earth modes. Oh no, wait, that's Transformers. Wait, that's also Dinosaurs. <laughs> I remember that show, and like on the same tape, I think I had a I had an episode of a cartoon. I had like two other tapes that were just uh, all this, but it had an episode of a cartoon called Captain Future. Captain Future and uh, uh oh shoot, um, uh, no, I'm thinking of something else. I'm thinking. I'm thinking of Captain Power. I'm not, I'm Captain thinking. N and the Game Masters, maybe. N no, there, there. I had. I had Captain. There was Captain Power, which was this guy in this gold armor, and the toys uh, had this laser electronic thing to where you can shoot it at the TV screen and it would interact with the with the TV show. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Yeah, I remember those. But anyway, I, I never got any of those because those were ten dollars, and everybody was like, you know, I can get you two toys for that. Yeah, that's the thing. But anyway, um, back to Pee Wee, man. Those those nightmare scenarios were all Tim Burton, by the way. Like straight yeah, it up, felt, it felt like it. Yeah, and they were they were terrifying. But the uh, um, he meets up at that diner with somebody who I still have a hardcore crush on. Uh, Diane Salinger, Simone. Oh yeah, Simone. Like, dude, she was so sexy, dude. Yeah, absolutely. My God, she was tall and she like, mm. and then she she asked Pee Wee to go up to the dinosaur, and I, I love 
I love the fact, and this this, this is this is the thing that that I think they they had a lot of that that made the sequel Big Top Pee Wee uh, mm. so wrong, in my opinion. In this movie, Pee Wee is completely one hundred percent asexual. Yeah. Right, and and that's and that's adds to the whole childlike thing of of, of Pee Wee's character. Mm-hmm. He goes up there with no preconceived notions of like there, there's no sexual uh, tension between them. It's just yeah. two people going up there to have a conversation, right? And yeah. the one thing that he says is like, "Everybody I know has a big butt. Tell me about your big butt." <laughs> yeah, I forgot about you know, that. You know? That was one of those movies that I think I only I only ever watched Big Top Pee Wee like once or twice. Yeah, like it was I, never I, one, it was never one of those movies that I was going to watch over and over again. I watched it a lot because it was on a lot on HBO and mm. it had Pee Wee in it. So, you know, yeah. of course, but like in, in, in this one, you know, he says that and, and her boyfriend's there, like just spying on him for some reason. And like, he doesn't go up there and, and like, you know, try to talk it out or whatever, you know, it's like, he's from Texas or something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, <laughs> There, there's a. I, I tell that story to tell this story in the the scene in San Antonio, where he's on where he's on the horse, mm-hmm. and they're doing that thing like gets such a big laugh out of me, where yeah. he's he's on the phone with Dottie, yeah, and like he's like I'm in Texas here let me prove it, and he starts singing the song the the lights at night are big and bright you know yeah. and everybody the claps heart of Texas. <laughs> I love the stereotypes, dude. Yeah, and it's funny because it's not—that's not entirely untrue. Like, try it. Like, I remember watching a video. Find yourself somewhere. Like, give it a shot. I remember watching a video where they were having a screening of Pee Wee's Big Adventure at a at a. Uh, it was like at a at a drive-in or something or some kind mm-hmm. of outdoor theater. Yeah, and that scene was there, and everybody, everybody in the area clapped and sang that that part. So yeah. That part always makes me laugh, and the, the what's your name? I don't remember. Where are you from? I don't remember. Do you remember anything? I remember the Alamo. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so it, it gets funnier as I get older because I was like, there's stereotypes in this <laughs> for a reason. Like, so speaking of stereotypes, I want to get to my favorite part of this movie. Mm. And this is my, I mean, as much as I love the, the, the climax and the final scene where, where he's running through the, through the, um, through the, the, the back lots and stuff. Yeah. The scene where he's in the biker bar is mm. my all time favorite because it has one of my favorite jokes ever. Which one? So we go, so he goes into the biker bar and he's talking, <laughs> trying to, trying to talk on the phone. And he's like, shh, I'm trying to use the phone. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, don't you know that this is the private establishment for the, for the for the gathering of Satan's helpers? <laughs> the gathering of the name Satan. of the gang is Satan's helpers. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't be. <laughs> and then he knocks over their 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 bikes and they attack him. And, and then he goes, uh, "I say we stomp them, then we tattoo them, then we hang them, and then we kill them." And then quietly he says. I say we let him go. Oh. <laughs> I love that part, dude. I, I say we let him go. <laughs> and then one of the sexiest women ever. God, this movie's so full of sexy women. One okay. of the sexy women ever comes up, grabs him, and says, I say you let me have him first. 
You know who that is? No. That's Cassandra Peterson. That's Elvira, Elvira herself. Yes. Oh, I didn't recognize That's her. Elvira. Yes. God, that bitch is unrecognizable sometimes. It's amazing. Dude. Like, no matter what she does, she's still sexy, man. Especially yeah. if I could get up like that. Hell yeah. yeah. That's Cassandra Peterson, ladies and gentlemen. I had Elvira herself. I think this was like right before the the Elvira took off. Um, yeah. In in uh, in pop culture, which is another big time story that uh, we should get to sometime in the future, but oh, absolutely. But um, this leads to one probably the, the most famous scene in this movie, which is where he dances to tequila. Yeah. Um, in any other movie, I don't think this would have worked. No, it wouldn't have. Like, it's funny because it's Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, it's funny because. It's so out of place, mm-hmm. but so in character for him to try to save his own skin by doing a dance in front of a bunch of bikers. <laughs> like, and it's so funny because it's one of those jokes that kind of like has withstood the test of time. <laughs> yeah. Like, because like, like if you're at a, at a party with people, like if you're at a gathering with people and somebody gets drunk enough like and they put tequila on their spotify playlist as a joke and then someone gets up and does the peewee dance that's real funny like it's real funny but then comes the the consequence of that joke is everybody laughed at it so homeboy's gonna be doing it the rest of the night you know what i mean like that tequila (laughs) joke has withstood the test of time yeah like it's one of those things that if if you don't get peewee herman there's nothing funny about that scene yeah, like in rewatching exactly. that, in rewatching that today, I was like, man, this only like you couldn't have done this with Ernest. It's all like, about context. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It wouldn't have, it wouldn't have made any sense if you did it with Ernest. No, nope. like if you did it with like, like a crypt keeper, like anything, it wouldn't mm-hmm. work. Nope. But like for some reason, it works with Pee Wee Herman. Like I'm laughing mm-hmm. at it, but I'm like I'm laughing because that's what I've always done at this scene. Like if, yeah. I, if I was this age and I've never seen this movie, I never knew anything about Pee Wee Herman, and I watched that, that would annoy me. Like, this is obnoxious. Like Pee Wee was a punishment, like from God to my mother. <laughs> like yeah. no, you got to remember what time did Pee Wee's Playhouse come out when we were kids? It came out in the I I think I remember Saturday mornings. Yeah, yeah, it was Saturday mornings at eight thirty, mm-hmm. right before all the cartoons really started. Yeah. Like, it was still the last of the live-action sort of things. Yeah. So it came on at 8.30. And then I think in the second season, they moved it to 8 a.m. Like It was Pee-wee's, big, it was Pee-wee's Playhouse and then Muppet Babies, I think, came on yeah. afterwards. There you go. That's right. It was Muppet yeah. Babies. And then, like, the boy cartoon started. Yeah. <laughs> so, like... Alvin and the Chipmunks. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would wake up early. Well, by that, by, by that time, there was still, like... Four other options so yeah. like by by like that point in time i was already waking up at like 7 a.m on saturdays like because it's fucking cartoons what am i gonna do like sit here do nothing you're out of your mind and like do you remember what you were supposed to do when he said the secret word of the day yeah you, you <laughs> scream at the top of your lungs like you yeah were right so here's me Six years old watching this shit, <laughs> and like <clears throat> my mother and my father who've worked all week and have finally earned a day off, 
and were insane enough to stay up till midnight last night. Crazy bastards. <laughs> and, and sleeping quietly, casually, to the dream that somehow they'll make it to 10 o'clock on a Saturday. They'll get to sleep till 10 a.m. And then Pee Wee Herman says, couch. And I have to, because ah! I said I would. He told me, Ma, I promised him. <laughs> and so like, every time I would do that, I was usually, Mom, like, morning. Like, just, she was up, just dragged herself out of bed, like, well, I'm not going to get any peace. He's going to do it three more times. <laughs> like, she knows she's yeah. going to start falling asleep, and I'm going to, ah! <laughs> like, he had to have oh, been a man. punishment from God to my mother. Like, so, <laughs> so this movie ends in one of the greatest climaxes. Like, and, and that's what shows how how great, and I will always love this movie for, for that because this movie wraps up so well um, where they decide to make a movie based on everything that it went through. And they cast Josh, uh, uh, what is it? Jo- um, not Josh Brolin. Brolin, James Brolin. His father. Josh Brolin's dad. <laughs> yeah. And Morgan Fairchild as Pee Wee Herman and Dottie. Dottie. <laughs> oh god damn dude so meta like like they knew exactly if this were to happen in real life that's exactly how mm. hollywood would make the movie you know yeah ex- absolutely that's what I, <laughs> I that's they they did a callback to that joke i feel it's a callback yeah and it was a very clever one in the third austin powers movie yeah when they're making an Austin Powers movie and Tom Cruise is playing Austin Tom Powers. Cruise, yep. <laughs> and like, this, you got to remember, this is also at the height of Mission Impossible. Yeah. So he would be doing these types of movies. Yep. And exactly. like, just the idea of Tom Cruise delivering, like, just like groovy, baby. Like, <laughs> like so cool. No hint like, of so of mellow. No hint of camp whatsoever. Like just, you know. And fucking Kevin Spacey and Danny DeVito as Doctor Evil and Mini Me, like brilliant shit. Like, but if you yeah. go back to the '80s, like James Brolin as Pee Wee Herman is like no, like it's like fucking like saying Clint Eastwood as Pee Wee Herman. Like it's 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 still that kind of radical. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's absurd. Like who would do that? Like to, like. The ultimate in Hollywood back then, Morgan yeah. Fairchild, Morgan Fairchild, and James Brolin, and good God, like talk about two attractive human beings, dude. People <laughs> used to joke that the only reason Barbara Streisand married him is because she didn't think he was famous. <laughs> oh man, that's so mean. So anyway, <laughs> for those of you that don't um, know, James Brolin is the 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 is is George Lutz. And yeah. horror. Yeah. Yeah. And he's Thanos' dad. <clears throat> yep. Thanos' dad. And they he's look also, exactly the same. He's also really hilarious in this movie called The Goods with Jeremy Renner. Like have you ever I, seen that? I don't think I've ever seen that movie. It's it's funnier than it deserves to be. Yeah. Like it, it's crass bullshit humor, but it's it's still very fucking funny. And James Brolin plays uh, a car dealership owner. And like he's married, he has a kid, and his kid is suffering from the Jack disease, the Robin Williams disease, mm. where he looks like he, he's 10 years old, but he looks like he's 30. <laughs> oh, the Jack and, disease. And he's played by Rob Riggle. 
So like it, it, it's absurd. And like James Brolin has this homosexual crush on like one dude. <laughs> and like he's just unapologetic about it. And the dude's like, I will punch you in your goddamn face. And he's like, You already punched me in my heart. Like <laughs> saying stupid shit like that. Like for real. It's absurd. Like it's you already like, punched me in my heart. <laughs> like it's it's fucking one of those movies that like you don't expect yeah. to be that fucking like funny, but it is. Yeah. And like yeah, just that guy playing Pee Wee Herman, like sure. Yeah. So <clears throat> the the last great gag of this movie is the the fact that Pee Wee cameos in his own movie. <laughs> and I it if if you've ever made a movie, then this joke is ten times as funny. Yeah. Like I I watching this movie as a kid, uh, I laughed because they gave him a funny voice, right? Yeah. But after after being an adult and I've made a couple of movies and I've seen some pretty bad performances that I've had to uh, dub or ADR or or you know whatever, like this makes it so much funnier. And then if you if you watch this scene and you keep your eyes on Paul Rubens, you see. And I'll, I will always say one of the hardest things to do is to act like you don't know how to act. Yeah, it you know? is. It's very hard. And you like if you keep your eye, your attention to to Pee Wee Harmon and his scenes in the movie, it is so freaking hilarious how like he doesn't know what to do with himself in the background. You know, like he's just like looking around or he's just like looking at the camera and smiling. It is you so know? funny he keeps putting himself in between them. Yeah, for, like he does for a double too. shot. <laughs> I was like, you oh, obnoxious fuck, dude. Like, stop. Oh, it's, so, it's so brilliant. And so, the, way that, the way that Hercules the New York his voice. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so fucking funny, dude. I wish I knew, I wish I knew who, that, uh, who that voice actor was, but I don't. Right? I know. Um, I don't either. You know, I, I want to I say that it's somebody famous, but I, I, couldn't, I couldn't say. But, um, yeah, man. Uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. I wrote, this is one of the very first movies I remember renting as a child from yeah. top video this yeah. is one of the yeah. first video, i remember renting this one and ghostbusters mm-hmm. um and just like renting them all the time all the time and just watching this movie over and over again uh back in the back in the 80s and 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 ever since then i've been a huge Wee fan big top peewee uh was released a couple years later and that movie is everything this movie isn't yeah, and I think that that movie, as much as it it does have Paul Rubens in it, it seems like a movie made by committee. Yeah, oh. and that's um, the, the, that's just one of those things that happens. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I know they're they're gonna do. You know, your movie's good. They're gonna want to make sequels out of it. Yeah, and like once they start with the sequels, you're not really involved anymore. Yeah, they they pay you to keep your name on as a producer. The like, the only the only thing good about it is that it's very much a standalone film. It's it's not really a sequel. It's yeah. just a standalone film. Same thing with with uh, with uh, um, with the, the last Pee Wee movie, the Pee Wee's Big Holiday or something like that. Yeah, I think it's yeah. Uh, which is better, mm. better than 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 a Big Top Pee Wee. Um, it had your it had its nostalgia pops. Yeah, and and I I thought that the plot was 
was awesome where he meets Joe Mangaluzzo and they become best friends and he mm-hmm. invites him over to his birthday party and like he decides to go and that's how he goes on on this big adventure on his way to, to Joe Mangaluzzo's birthday party. <laughs> Which is like, like that's a be- that's a better idea for Pee Wee. If you like I remember when I was a kid, um like it wasn't a crush, it wasn't anything, but there were there were people that I really, really wanted to be friends with, you know? Mm-hmm. Like there were there were a couple of kids that I really wanted to hang out with and I wanted to be friends with. And like Pee-Wee's character kind of captured that in this movie. It wasn't a crush, it wasn't a romantic entanglement or whatever. It was just he wanted to be his friend, you know? And he went through all those lengths to go to his birthday party. And it was fine, you know. I saw it a couple yeah. of times and I don't think I'll ever watch it again, but I'm totally content with watching Pee-wee's big adventure and and uh Pee-wee's playhouse which in and itself is this huge uh left a huge mark of pop culture and um I mean Rob Zombie was a part of was a part of that was he um yeah Rob Zombie was was a set director a set designer oh, and you can tell that? you can tell oh I'm uh, sure if I looked at it again Lawrence Fishburne mm-hmm. was was on there. Um, Natasha Leone got her start on that show. Uh, she played a character called Little Pumpkin. Uh, I think she was like five or six years old <laughs> when she came out in that ah, show. Man, that's that's crazy to think. Yeah. Um, uh, John B. the this? Genie, John Paragon, John B. the Genie, Mecca Lecca High, oh. Mecca Heine Ho. You know. <laughs> So I, I, I just remember I was like Lawrence Fishburne, like Cowboy Curtis. Cowboy Curtis, yeah, exactly. I, I, told, I, I couldn't remember. I was like, who the fuck was Lawrence Fishburne on that show? I remember. I remember one of the big plot lines in that movie, when that show was when Pee Wee Herman was trying to set up Cowboy Curtis with Missy Vaughn. It was oh, so yeah. funny. <laughs> wow, man! I haven't thought about that show in forever. Oh, dude, watch it again. It holds up very well. Does it really? Very. It really does. It's one of the few '80s children's show that actually holds up. And uh, yeah, Cindy Lauper sings the, the theme song. Believe it or not. Oh, I believe that's Cindy Lauper. I, I can hear it. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that was that was our little tribute to uh, to Paul Rubin because man, when he passed away, uh, there 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 are a few celebrities that when they pass away, it really hit me. Paul Rubens was was one of them. Uh, we lost a legend. We lost a, 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 a one of the most talented performers in the last forty years. And he really was. He really uh, was. A unique individual. And um, yeah, man, there, there's there's not going to be any anybody like him. I don't no. think anytime soon, or maybe oh, not ever. So, like, if you ever want to to show this stuff to your kids, it's, um, safe. it's very safe. Yes, it is. Uh, Big Top Pee Wee, I don't think is as safe. No, but um, but Pee Wee's Big Adventure, Pee Wee's Playhouse. Um, if I had to liken it to something nowadays, I would say it's very much the prototype for like, like SpongeBob. Um, yes, do think about it, you know. So if yeah. your kid likes SpongeBob, he'll like Pee Wee, yeah. You know? So wow, uh, I, hadn't really, I hadn't really thought about how SpongeBob is basically just Pee Wee, yeah. It's Pee Wee that yeah. never occurred to me until you said it. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, like. <laughs> Yeah, like I, and, and it's wandering because, around a field, jellyfishing, and like doing karate. Because watching, watching, uh, and I will, I will freely admit it. Uh, 
I watched a lot of SpongeBob because it makes me laugh. Yeah, you know, same. Not not because I watch it for any kids. My kids don't watch SpongeBob. They don't. Yeah. They know who SpongeBob is, but they don't watch it. I watch it. I, it makes me laugh. I find it funny. Um, my, my oldest watches it as a throwback. That's her throwback already. show. Oh God, Imagine that makes me feel even older. Yeah. <laughs> like that's so, her. That's that's her. Like, <laughs> watches as a throwback. Yeah. And also watch some of Paul Rubin's other stuff, like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He was a highlight in that movie. Oh, um, he played Penguin's dad, and uh, him and and the actress that plays Simone plays Penguin's parents in uh, uh, Batman Returns. Mm. Um, he also he, plays Penguin's dad in in the Gotham TV uh, show. Yep, he was one of the kids, uh, the trick or treat kids in uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, uh, but if the you little, really want to see his little acting, Red Devil kid, yeah. If you really want to see his acting chops, watch him in Blow. Yeah. Watch Holy him play shit. Derek fucking for real. Derek fucking for real. <laughs> like he's an amazing actor. Just watch that movie all together, man. That's a great yeah, movie. Yeah, it's a great Love movie. Love that movie. Um, watch him in uh, in uh, the Cheech and Chong movies. Yeah. You can actually see his Pee Wee Herman prototype. Yeah. That in that uh, in that time. movie. So uh, there's this hilarious scene you can watch it on YouTube where. They go where they're at a restaurant or something, and they go under the table to get high, and you just hear them laughing. It's hilarious. But uh, yeah, man, Paul Rubens, rest in peace, and uh, we, uh, his stuff will be enjoyed for future gener- generations to come. Oh yeah, big time, absolutely. So uh, hey, Babu, yes, where, where can people find our awesome podcast? Oh, you can find us wherever fine podcasts are sold, man. You can find us on Spotify, on Podbean, on on apple music and what is that damn thing i always forget i always forget it good pods good never pods for, never forget good pods yeah. man and also ladies and gentlemen come join us at our at our uh, patreon patreon.com slash the know-it-all network uh throw a couple of bucks our way we'd really appreciate it it's not really necessary but we would appreciate it and um starting next week ladies and gentlemen i am proud to announce that to us, to Bob and I, at least, the spooky season has officially begun. It has and begun. And we're going to start getting into some scary movies. So uh, starting next week, uh, we're going to get into some really, really good ones because uh, I checked out Peacock lately and Holy Good Gravy. Like, Boy, they never I, – I, I, I give – I keep Peacock for two reasons. <laughs> yeah. Like one's the WWE network mm-hmm. and two is because every September through November, they really wave their dick around when it comes to <laughs> what they're going to get in our movies. Yeah. Like, yeah, if, man, if you guys want to want, want some good horror, Peacock, Shudder, and believe it or not, Tubi has some really good. Oh, Tubi, Tubi's always been real good, but like, yeah, but like, yeah, if you, you like some primo shit is on Peacock, man. Yeah. Like it's kind of amazing. Yeah. So uh, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Next week we're going to start our our scary season, and it's going to be a lot of fun. I love it. I love it. And uh, so uh, until then, I'm Will. I'm Bob. Yeah, and friends, what's the movie Know It All podcast here on the Know It All Network? We will see y'all next time. Later.